Welcome to Christian Casemakers, where we equip ordinary Christians to be confident casemakers. My name is Joel Etheridge, and I am your host. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am Joel Etheridge, the host of Christian Casemakers. And in this episode, I want to talk about truth. Specifically, I want to offer you a definition of truth and then look at the nature of truth and then talk through some of the common objections that we often hear when we're asserting truth claims. So that'll be our plan for this episode. So let's start off talking about how do we know what is true? What is the definition of truth? Now, there's a lot of theories out there about truth. There's the coherence theory, the consensus theory, the pragmatic theory. I want to zoom in on the correspondence theory of truth. And I do so because while the other theories uh, do have some positive elements to them, the correspondence theory of truth actually does the best job of helping us understand truth. So what do we mean by this correspondence theory of truth? Well, pretty simply put, a claim is true if and only if it corresponds to reality. The online Merriam-Webster dictionary provides this definition of truth. They say it is the property of being in accord with fact or reality. I think that's a good definition of truth. Don't you agree? The property of being in accord with fact or reality. That lines up with this correspondence theory of truth. If what I claim corresponds with what is in reality, then the claim I assert is a true claim. On the other hand, if it doesn't line up with reality, then it's not a true claim. So as we think about truth, that's how we want to look at truth. When we think about what is truth, truth is what matches reality. Now, speaking of reality, let's get a little bit of reality for ourselves here. The reality of truth is that it is cold and it is harsh, and it is independent of what someone thinks or believes. So, for example, I might believe that the earth is flat. However, the reality of it is, is that the earth is round. And the earth is round independent of my belief that it is flat. If I step out in front of a bus, lacking a miracle, I will die. That's the cold, hard fact of reality. Now, I may think I'm Superman. I might believe I'm Superman. um, I might assume all kinds of things. But truth doesn't care. It actually matches up with reality. And the reality of it is, is that I am no match for the bus. So with that definition of truth in place, I think it's important to think about the implications of that definition. One implication 
is that truth is not dependent upon my belief that it's true. Or maybe another way of saying that is that truth operates independently of belief. And we had some examples of that earlier when we talked about I can believe that if I jump off of the building, I will be okay. But notice that my belief about being okay in no way affects whether I actually am okay or not. Or another scenario, I may believe that I have $30 million in my bank account, but my belief that I have $30 million in my bank account in no way influences the balance in my bank account. The balance of my bank account is what it is, independent of what I believe about it. And that's the nature of truth. It really doesn't care what you believe. It stands on its own. And that has significant ramifications for us as we become Christian casemakers. Let's think about another ramification of that for us as Christian casemakers. God either exists or he doesn't exist. My belief about God, meaning my belief that he exists or my belief that he doesn't exist, in no way actually affects whether God exists or not. So a claim or an assertion or a belief is true if, and only if, what the belief claims to be the case actually is the case. Now, here's the reality. The reality of it is, is that we may differ in our understanding about what is true, but that does not affect the truth of the matter itself. The truth is the truth. My understanding of the truth may be different than your understanding or someone else's understanding of the truth. But what's in focus there is our understanding of the truth and not the truth itself. Finally, things are as they are. Reality is reality regardless of how we perceive them to be. All right, so there is our definition of truth. All right, so before the break, we talked about what truth is. How do we know what is true? And we've said that truth is that which corresponds to reality. Now I want to talk about the nature of truth claims. The nature of truth claims is that they can either be objective truth claims or subjective truth claims. So let's start with objective truth claims. And let's break that name down, objective truth claim. Let's start with the word objective. You know, if we look that up in the dictionary, the word objective, that would mean something like this. Uh, objective means determined by a quality of the object or thing dealt with, without regard to what is perceived or conceived by the mind of an individual or group of individuals. That is the definition of objective. So what then is an objective truth claim? Well, an objective truth claim is a claim that is true based on a feature or characteristic of the object being analyzed or dealt with 
rather than on what is conceived or perceived by the mind of a person. Contrast that with a subjective truth claim. If we look the word subjective up, I looked it up in the online Cambridge Dictionary. The word subjective. And they define subjective as influenced by or based on personal beliefs or feelings rather than based on facts. Subjective truth claim is true based on a person's feelings or their tastes or their opinions. Notice the distinct difference there between the two natures of truth claims. You can have an objective truth claim that is a claim that is true because of the nature of the object under consideration, or you can have a subjective truth claim that is true because of the personal taste or opinions or beliefs of a particular individual. All right, so now we know the difference between objective truth claims and subjective truth claims. So with an accurate understanding of the difference between an objective truth claim and a subjective truth claim, we can begin to assess truth claims to determine if they're objective or subjective. Now let me throw out a caveat here. The caveat is, is that sometimes the challenge is to assess what type of claim it is rather than try to assess whether the claim is true or not true. So when we're assessing a claim, we're simply trying to assess, is that claim an objective truth claim, meaning is it a claim that is based on the nature of the object, or is it a subjective truth claim because the truthfulness of it is entirely dependent upon what a particular person thinks about it. Let's draw some clarity around this concept by using an example. Let's say I show you a picture of a brand new red Ford pickup truck. Let's say it's an F-150. And I show you a picture of that. You can perceive the truck to be white. You can believe the truck to be white. You could actually be colorblind and see, if you will, the truck as white. Uh, notice that it appears white is different than it is white. You can actually call the truck white. You can go out and live like the truck is white. You can actually take action based on your belief that the truck is white. But that in no way actually affects the color of the truck. My opinion or your opinion or my belief or your belief about the truck doesn't make it true or untrue. What is true about the truck is true because it reflects the reality of the object under consideration, the truck in this case, and not me or you, the subject who is actually considering the truck. Hopefully that begins to help you make sense of this concept of objective versus subjective. 
With that foundation set, let's take a look at some examples and see if we can figure out if they are subjective truth claims or objective truth claims. How about this truth claim? It is true that the earth is round. The question is, is that an objective truth claim or is that a subjective truth claim? If you answered objective truth claim, you are correct. Now notice that it could be false. The earth may not be round. We're not assessing the truth of the claim. We're assessing the type of claim that is being made. The earth is either round or it is not. The shape of the earth is in no way dependent upon my belief about the shape of the earth. And that is what makes it an objective truth claim. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I'll give you an example of a subjective truth claim. And then we'll practice assessing whether a truth claim is objective or subjective. Giving you an example of an objective truth claim, let me give you an example of a subjective truth claim. Yellow cake with chocolate icing is the best dessert. Think about that truth claim. The truth of that claim is dependent upon the personal taste or opinion of me. However, your personal taste or your personal opinion may be different. You may think that strawberry shortcake is the best dessert, or you may think that banana pudding is the best dessert, or chocolate pie, or chocolate chip cookies, or blueberry muffins, or fill in the blank with something else being the best dessert. The truth of the claim that I am asserting is dependent upon my personal taste and my personal opinion. That makes it a subjective truth claim. If you're paying close attention, you may have noticed that we can turn a subjective truth claim into an objective truth claim very easily. My original subjective truth claim was that yellow cake with chocolate icing is the best dessert. And we said that's a subjective truth claim because it's dependent upon my opinion. However, let me modify the claim slightly. I believe yellow cake with chocolate icing is the best dessert. That is my new truth claim. That is an objective truth claim. The claim is not about the best dessert. The claim is about what I think. So that turns that subjective truth claim into an objective truth claim. Because it is either true that I think, or it's false that I think. Which leads us to an insight about objective truth claims. Truth claims that are either true or false are by their very nature objective truth claims. So we know what truth is, and we also know the nature of that truth. That truth is either objective or subjective, which gives us subjective truth claims and objective truth claims. And we can take that knowledge and we can actually apply it to any truth claim that is made to determine if it's an objective truth claim or if it's a subjective truth claim. Finally, we can look at truth claims through a variety of lenses. Maybe we could call it through different types of truth claims. 
What do I mean by that? Well, we could have a physical truth claim, which deals with the physical world, the natural world, you know, what is real, what's concrete, that type of thing. On the other hand, we could have an abstract claim that deals not with something that is real and concrete and tangible, but instead is something that is intangible. It's not concrete. We could also have metaphysical truth claims. Those are truth claims that deal with the supernatural, if you will, or beyond what we normally experience in our life, the transcendent, if you will. And then we can also have moral claims. Those are claims that have to do with what we should do versus what we shouldn't do. Kind of the right versus wrong, evil versus good type of claims. What is a vice and what is a virtue? All right, so let's take what we've learned so far and apply it to some claims and see if we can determine whether those are objective claims or subjective claims. Let's start with something fairly easy. How about this claim? My truck is white. So the question is, is that an objective claim or a subjective claim? If you answered that was a objective truth claim, you are correct. Notice we did not assess whether it was true or false. It may be true that the truck is white. It may be false that the truck is white. Regardless of the truthfulness of the claim, it is an objective truth claim because the truth of the claim is dependent upon the object, in this case the truck, and not dependent upon the subject looking at the truck. How about this claim? A handwritten card is more meaningful than an expensive gift. Is that a subjective claim or an objective claim? If you answered subjective claim, you would be correct. That would be a subjective claim about something abstract. We cannot touch meaningfulness, so it's something that is abstract. How about this one? Ford trucks are the best trucks. That would be a subjective physical truth claim. It's physical because we're dealing with a truck. It's subjective because it all depends on the eye of the beholder. Right? Rather, you personally like Ford trucks, that design, that shape, that, that approach to trucks, or whether you don't. Here's another one. How about this one? One plus one equals two. That is an objective truth claim. We can't touch one plus one equals two. We can only think that, so it is an abstract truth claim, but it is an objective truth abstract truth claim. It's either true or it's false that 1 plus 1 equals 2. And that is not dependent upon a particular individual and what they think or what they believe. It either is or it is not. Let's do a little more challenging ones. How about this? God exists. There's a metaphysical truth claim. And if you're thinking that's an objective truth claim, you are correct. The existence of God is not dependent upon what I think or what I believe. God either exists or he doesn't. So it is an objective truth claim that is either true or false. Let's do one more. How about this one? Homosexual behavior by anyone at any time 
in any place is offensive to God. That is a moral truth claim, meaning we're assessing what is right or wrong, what is vice or virtue, what is good or bad. And if you think that is an objective, moral truth claim, you are correct. It's an objective, moral truth claim. Not because it is true, but because it is either true or false, independent of an individual and their belief. Because our claim is not about the individual. Our claim is about an offense to God. And my belief about whether it is right or wrong in no way changes whether God finds it offensive or not. So the claim is either true or it's false. And by its very nature, that makes it an objective truth claim. We've defined truth as that which is in accordance with reality. We've also looked at the nature of truth and said that truth can be objective, meaning the truth is based on the nature of the object being evaluated or dealt with without regard to what is perceived or conceived by the mind of a particular individual, even a group of individuals. And then we've said there is subjective truth, which is truth based on the opinion of the subject and really independent of the nature of the object being evaluated. And then finally, we've applied those concepts to different truth claims. And we've practiced identifying what is an objective truth claim and what is a subjective truth claim. And we've applied that to physical truth claims, abstract truth claims, metaphysical truth claims, and moral truth claims. As we wrap up, I want to think through some common objections to objective truth. The first objection you'll often hear is that there is no objective truth. And yet, if you think about that claim, it cannot meet its own assertion. Think about this. There is no objective truth. Well, is the person who's asserting that making the claim that it is objectively true, that there is no objective truth? Meaning it's true for all people at all times everywhere that there is no objective truth. If that's true, if that is the claim that they're making, then it seems like there's at least one objective truth that we have found, and that is that there is no objective truth. So that claim fails to be able to stand under the scrutiny of its own assertion. Another objection you may hear may be, all right, objective truth may exist, but it can't be known. I mean, who are you to think that you have a lock on objective truth? Once again, that claim fails to be able to meet its own assertion. Because they're claiming that objective truth exists, but it cannot be known. And yet they're claiming that it can be known to be objectively true that objective truth cannot be known. And so their actual assertion fails to be able to live up to its own standard. These are what we refer to as self-refuting claims. A self-refuting claim is just a claim that cannot pass its own test. All right, a third one that you might hear is 
truth may exist, but it's relative. I mean, what is true for you may not be true for me or for other people. So all truth is subjective. Well, think about that assertion for a moment. The claim is, is that all truth is relative. If truth is relative, meaning what is true for you may not be true for someone else, then is that claim that you're making objectively true? So is it objectively true? It applies to all people everywhere at all times that truth is relative, that what is true for one person may not be true for another. Because it seems to me that we violated its own premises by asserting it. We are saying that it's true for all people everywhere that what is true for them may not be true for other people. I fail to see how the claim can meet its own standard or its own assertion. So those are some common objections that you might hear against objective truth. For most of those objections, if not all of the objections against objective truth, they usually result in self-refuting claims. They defeat themselves, if you will. I hope this discussion has been helpful to you as you've thought about truth and what it is, the nature of truth, different types of truth, as well as some objections that we may encounter about objective truth. That wraps up this episode, my friends. Thank you for listening. I hope to have you join me next time. Until then, be clear, be gracious, and be persuasive. Be persuasive.